This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. You're listening to the Unfiltered Life Podcast with Charlotte Jonesy. Hey everyone, it's Charlotte Jonesy here, the women's coach. Welcome to the Unfiltered Life Podcast. On this show, I'll be sharing the highs and lows of life with helpful hints, tips, and experiences. I want to inspire you to step outside of your comfort zone, to turn your pain into purpose, and create your own version of success. As a life coach, mindset mentor, and mum, I am passionate about helping women through life's challenges. My guests and I will get uncomfortable so that you can feel comfortable, bringing you a real, honest and unfiltered view. Being an entrepreneur, I feel like I'm going to try and my hardest on working to stop that stigma around how I felt being pregnant at the beginning to how I want to end this pregnancy. I want to end this pregnancy so positively where everyone goes, oh my God, if she can do it, I can do it. I think we are surprised by what we can actually achieve. Hi everyone. So I've got someone super special on the podcast today. It's Jamie Lisa, also known as Jaylee. Is she is an international DJ, founder, CEO, podcast producer, and now mummy to be. So Jaylee, actually, to give everyone a little bit of context, she produces this podcast, <laughs> and we <laughs> we were talking about her pregnancy announcement, and she shared it very quietly, and I kind of wondered why. And it was only until we kind of had a chat about this that we both agreed that this needs to be shared on the podcast. So that's why we're bringing you this episode, and. I want to discuss with her why she was so terrified to announce being pregnant. Um, Also around like the pressures of having a baby in the music industry, how she's dealing with her fears, worries and concerns for the future and what it actually means to be a creative, a freelancer or in an entrepreneurial role and to have a baby. And how do we actually navigate that with being a mummy, especially if you are the face of your brand as well and lastly kind of how do we actually truly step into this kind of boss mum mode so welcome Jaylee hi how are you (laughs) good this is a different one for you isn't it I know it's I'm on the other side right now which is crazy (laughs) Um, and I'm gonna try and stop saying um because that gives me so much work to do when I'm like editing out stuff but (laughs) it's exciting it's an exciting time I'm having a baby which I know I remember when we first had our first conversation with me and you and and we just got the puppy and I said to Charlotte I was like oh I'm definitely not ready for a kid at all (laughs) <laughs> and then within three, four months, I fell pregnant. Oh my God. And then I was like, right, okay, we're on this journey now. This is a new one. And I never, I don't feel like I had the maternal instincts. I always wanted a kid, but I didn't know when I wanted a kid. I mean, I'm 33. So I felt like I didn't have that long to wait. Like everybody kept going, are you going to have a baby? You guys have been together for six years now, my partner, Barney and I, and he's a freelancer as well. And I was like, well, I want to be able to make sure that we have savings and we are established and we have everything going for ourselves. 
uh, before we even step into this. I have a few friends who are very much like, I have these savings. I have everything like loaded up, ready to go. And me, I was just like, I have savings for alcohol. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> well, that is it. <laughs> or to buy buy a house and like dress it really nicely. That That was pretty much my goal in life was to just like run my business, consistently make music, have my podcast company and just cruise through that. I never thought this would be a journey that we started like so new. And luckily we put the house up for sale in February of 2021 and finally sold it and bought a new build and moved slightly out of London. Cause in lockdown, we were like, I just want to have space. Me and my partner in lockdown, were both sharing an office. He's a gamer. I'm a producer. And literally that's when I was like, right, DJ lessons and podcast producing, that is what I'm going to do. And I kind of wanted to do the conversion naturally anyway. I wanted to still DJ, but do the private and do the shows for me as an artist and then focus on building my podcast brand and my DJ school. That was what was ideal for us. And then we felt pregnant and we bought, a, we'd already exchanged on our place and it was a three bed and Barney has one as the office. I have the garage. And so we had a spare room for guests. And then I thought, well, maybe it would have made sense to get a four bed because <laughs> now the spare bedroom is going to be a nursery and no one has anywhere to stay. And this is an ongoing argument that me and my partner are having at the moment because we're like, I want to make it a nursery, but we want to have a spare room. So we're going to get one of those, you know, sofa beds. But he's like, but then it's going to be a bit uncomfortable for everyone that stays. And I'm like, I am not having my nursery in the spare room. Like there will be no room and then we'll have to move again. It just is not going to happen. So he's just going to have to deal with the fact that we're getting rid of the big bed and we're going to have a sofa bed. <laughs> so, yeah. Do you know what? Having a sofa bed is really helpful. I mean, you know that my partner has yes. two children and I've got two stepchildren and that's what we had to navigate because we've only got two rooms yeah. and that's what they, they're on like a day bed and it works just fine. Yeah, I think, it, I think it does. I mean, for the first four months, the baby's next to you in your, in your bed anyway. And you know, the, yeah. what do they call them? Oh, the Moses basket. Yeah. And we're going to have that. And then my mum will probably come stay and help. And Barney's mum will come stay. We're lucky that we have both our parents still here on earth, which is really nice. And they're quite supportive. So my mum was just with me Monday and Tuesday, like helping us do stuff around the house. And the only thing that we have to do now is I have to convert my garage into a music studio. And I've kind of done a makeshift one. I've got loads of throws and carpets everywhere. So I continue doing work. But I literally want to get this done before winter hits because it's going to be a really cold room otherwise. Like I've got my sweater here. It gets quite cold in our studio and I have to budget for that. And that's one thing. It's, you know, budgeting with a baby is a completely different ball game. It really is. Yeah. Absolutely. So just you're speaking about your studio. So let's kind of go into the music industry that that's where, where you're at. I mean, obviously you're in the podcasting space as well. You're also a business owner, you're an entrepreneur, you're a CEO, you're a founder, like the list is endless. So <laughs> you're in this creative role mm -hmm. um also ceo role as well mm -hmm. and i know that you were so nervous and worried <gasps> actually you used the term terrified to actually announce your pregnancy being in the music industry can you just like share with us why and where those fears come from isn't that awful terrified 
as a woman to be terrified to announce that you're pregnant because of work. And I know so many women deal with it because they're they're quite high up in their industry. And I found out the other day that employers, literally, they'll take family men first, then men without children, then women, and then the last on the list is women with children. And it kind of is like, how are they the last on the list when they are probably the most organized people in the world having kids? You have to be so organized. And me as a DJ, I just remember a few comments where female DJs would get pregnant and they'd be like, oh, that's the end of her then. Oh, that's the end of her. You know what I mean? Just throw mm. away comments. And it made me go, oh my gosh, people are going to say the same thing about me and I'm not going anywhere. I've probably been the most active when I fell pregnant and the gigs, yeah, I probably won't be able to do them up until nine months because some gigs I'll have to stand for five hours on my feet. They don't give you a stool. Um, they don't feed you. It can be a quite strenuous job being a DJ. The privates are great because you come in, you do 90 minute sets, you get fed, they look after you. So it will be a thing where I focus on my privates and then I definitely transition to just focus on my production side of things. But my social media, Jaylee Music, was all about DJing and I was always you know, my my agency coalition at the time were always like, everything needs to be DJ orientated, DJ orientated. So when I fell pregnant, I was like, do I announce it? Do I say anything? And it would have just got weird if I didn't end up saying anything after a while. Like the gigs are going to slowly stop and I'll change, like physically change the way I look. My clothes will have to change. And that was another thing I was thinking about fashion, how it affects fashion, how to dress your bump correctly and um, for work. All these things were going through my head and I was getting overwhelmed by it because I've never been in this situation before. And I don't know a lot of females that have in the job that I do. I know one of my friends, Kelly Marie, she's had a baby and she's been able to handle it quite well. I felt though, because she was older and she had more of an established brand where I was just starting to build my brand. Like we were starting to put on events, like the podcast was starting to go well. I got to a point where I was like, I'm only just like starting to touch the surface of where I want to be. And now I've fallen pregnant. What the hell is this going to set me back even more? And I still have a little bit of, I'll do it on my stories and you'll see things on my stories. But my posts, I'm not holding a baby picture up like everybody else's baby. Um, I'm having a baby reveal photo. You know, we don't have any of that on my social media. Mine is me DJing on a yacht being like nearly halfway pregnant. And I put the mention of me being pregnant right at the bottom of the caption. And so many people are now like, wait, you're having a baby? Why didn't you announce it? And I'm like, because it's meant to be DJ orientated only, you know? But then I challenge you, does that mean that you feel that you're having to still kind of hide it? And I guess the challenge is, are you then not experiencing pregnancy as you want to because mm -hmm. of the space that you're in? I don't know. I really don't know. I just know that I don't want to lose work because of it. And I feel like the stigma around pregnant women being DJs is... It's got better recently, 100%. But for comments I've heard in the past about it, people need to stop saying these comments 
about pregnant women going, oh, that's her done then, because she will still be a DJ before she's a mama and then after she's a mama. She's still going to be a businesswoman afterwards. Just because women have babies doesn't mean, it's like the old saying, it's like women are here to just feed and breed, you know? No, we're not. <laughs> we are so much more than that. And we need to stop the stigma around it because I don't want to feel scared. I want to shout it to the world. I wanted one of those photos of me and my partner next to each other holding our baby scan up. I wanted one of those to post. And I didn't because I was scared of losing work. And I have. I've had some cancellations for stuff because people don't think I'm serious now because I'm pregnant. And I'm probably the most serious I've ever been. Do you think that comes from, because you've heard those things, you've now formed beliefs around it? Absolutely. And instead of challenging those beliefs, you're actually going, okay, I've heard that. That's what happens in the world and in the space. So instead of challenging it, you're just going with it. But what needs to change? What needs to happen for things to change? Maybe it's you that needs to step into the space and go, hello, you can have it. Like I can be pregnant and I can be an awesome DJ as well. Like who says that I can't? Exactly. And so this is where my mentality has changed with me and my partner, where we've sat down and gone, how are we going to make this okay? Because I got really emotional one night where I was like, I don't want people to think I'm just a mum now, you know, I'm still a businesswoman mm -hmm. and I want to show that I want to stop the stigma around it. How do I do that? Okay, we're going to make loads of videos of me being fully nine months pregnant, me making these mashup DJ stuff that I was doing a lot in lockdown and getting it on social media and getting people to be aware that women who are pregnant can still be a businesswoman hands down, yeah. still be in the music industry. I think the music industry is a big one because it hasn't really touched the surface yet. And a lot of people actually, from me telling them I've been pregnant, they're like, oh, that's so cool, a pregnant DJ. Like, and I love that. I think, yes, that's awesome. That's the mentality that I need to have because I've got a stigma around it because of comments that have sat with me and stayed in my head mm -hmm. and I need to just basically get rid of that. So this is where me and Barney are like, right, let's start working with, with this to help this, you know, this angle of being pregnant, being a DJ, being a producer and smashing it out of the bag. And it's amazing, like when I speak to women who have had children, they were like, oh, when I was like nine months pregnant, I was throwing this huge wedding for this couple. And I probably was the most pregnant I'd ever been. And it was the biggest event that I'd ever done in my life. And I was like, yes, go you. That's amazing that you managed to do that. I mean, it was hard work, but hearing stories like that need to be told more because women need to feel okay that you can still do what you're doing. And yes, you will be a bit more tired but you're still completely capable. The same goes for fitness as well. Fitness is the exact same. Women can still exercise being pregnant or they can even start exercising while pregnant. I've had a lot of people like my mum and my dad, they're very much like, oh, don't lift anything. <laughs> and I'm like, I <laughs> yeah. bloody deadlift at the gym, ridiculous amounts. And, and you're saying, don't lift that box. I'm gonna be absolutely fine. So I think also it's the older Absolute, generation. Yeah. 
from what mm-hmm. they were told. Absolutely. Like I always say this, the role of the mother has evolved dramatically. And like we ha- we need to get with the times. Like there are still people with the old mentality from generations and we're, we're undoing again beliefs around, you know, what our grandparents have said, what our, our mothers have said. But we're in a space now where we can be businesswomen. We can have a career. We can change career direction as well because as mums, you want more flexibility. You want something that works around your family life. You don't want to be held, you know, to a chain desk you know in a corporate environment that's not for everybody or you you know you want to be able to see your kids grow up um so having Mm -hmm. that mindset as well but we are told to kind of have this mentality of like oh you can't raise children and have a career and that's a really old belief as well that we're trying to undo but I actually want women and I don't know how you feel about this I just want more women to step up and say it's okay like to do both it's okay to want to run businesses or a business or have a career and raise children but there's all of this kind of mum guilt that comes from you know the beliefs that are from generations ago because that means almost like you're not being a good mum if you are managing all of that but my belief is that actually being a mum is part of you. Think of your life as a pie chart. It's separated mm-hmm. into all different segments from your career, your relationship, your friendships, being a mum. Yes, mm-hmm. it's 24-7 job. It is, but it is manageable and it's only part of you. You are still you as well outside of that and you still need that time. But so many women are just struggling with this. Oh, but I feel guilty if I do this. But where's your head at? Have you thought about this kind of mum guilt? Because this is something that comes up. But you have to... I get it with my dog. I get it with my dog. <laughs> yeah. We are creatures of habit. And that's a big thing for me that I need to always get into. I kind of come out of my habit being a freelancer. I've been a freelancer since I came out of school. I've always worked for myself and consistency is key, but I knock out of it quite a lot. And that's one thing I want to implement. Having a baby is being on a habit role. The only issue with that is gigs come and go and they're so infrequent. And, you know, half of my guests who I produce and stuff, they all have different time schedules. So I've got to monetize their schedule and make sure that it, it works for their time. So I'm still kind of wondering how that's all going to work and how I'm going to balance that out. That's why I'm very lucky that I'm building a music studio in my house because I have, I can just pop next door and my partner, he works from home as well. He can be with the baby while I'm next door and can do it. But I would like to get into a routine and I'm terrible at that. My poor dog, like he's completely out of whack with the routine. We try and feed him at 8.30 in the morning. Sometimes it's nine because I'm exercising at 8.30. And sometimes I'm in bed at 8.30. And sometimes I've done a whole editing podcast at 8.30. It's literally, there is no time schedule with me. And I try my hardest to have, right, today, this is what I'm going to do. The next day, I'm going to do it consistently again. And that's probably why I'm a freelancer because I can't be in an every single day job that's exactly the same turn up to work sit down at my desk and do my work like I always have to be on my toes and keep different so which is interesting actually because I'm saying this the other day to someone is that I 
really struggle with one side of motherhood, which is the mundane stuff and the repetitiveness. Because similarly, I've always been in a creative role. I am a Mm -hmm. natural born creative and I've got that entrepreneurial spirit. So I always want to be doing something different on a daily basis. And that's what makes me thrive. So the mundane shit with babies I'm like it actually drives me a bit insane like and I can feel myself getting really tense if everything's the same every day Mm -hmm. I'm really trying to mix it up and there's that side but then equally at the same time motherhood's a bit like (laughs) being an entrepreneur as well because it's really messy you actually don't know what you're gonna get and things fuck up all the time (laughs) so (laughs) there are those similarities so actually you probably might thrive in motherhood because you're used to all of this (laughs) well exactly I'm used to keeping on my toes Uh, but I would like to have some routine like I know me producing your podcast and you doing a lot of sleep training that's made me go right sleep training my (laughs) to-do list make sure I have a sleep trainer (laughs) because I need sleep (laughs) and it's gonna be a difficult one I think that's one of those things I'm like I don't want to get bored of the routine And I know there will be routine towards this, but I've always said to the universe and I I believe Mm. in the universe. I don't believe in one being. I believe in like the whole overhead kind of thing. I'm like, maybe the universe gave me this to give me balance, to give me guidance and consistency, which I kind of needed because I was always asking for it in my affirmations Mm. consistently. And then I fell pregnant and I'm like, oh, that happened. And I didn't ask to be pregnant. I didn't even put it on my, we have this, me and my partner, make sure that we do a board of all the dreams that we want to hit. And a baby wasn't on the board. A diamond ring was on the board, (laughs) Mr. Banks, but a baby was not. And I still have the lightest hands in the world. So what is going on? The lucky thing is, is I want to try breastfeeding and hopefully I take to it. And I can pump then. And if I pump, I can do my evening gigs, come back, do the evening shift with the baby, go to bed, and then I can consistently still work. But luckily, and I say this to all women that haven't got babies yet who are entrepreneurs, make sure you have a limited company. Recently, I converted to a limited company. And thank God I did, because I'm going to be looked after by the government. You only get... As a self-employer, you only get £136, I think, a week for self-employment. Whereas if you are on PAYE, you pay yourself a salary, which I transferred to, I'm going to be able to have statutory pay. And it it works out to be like £416 a week compared to uh, the £130 a week. And that's because I'm self-employed. So that could help with... Um, nanny daycare and things like that we need or a night nurse we were thinking about getting maybe a night nurse if I'm working nights so all these things I'm like oh my gosh like finally thank god I'm a limited company and I'd only converted to a limited company at the beginning of the year and I remember saying to my accountant be like why am I paying so much tax like it's every single week a month I have to pay tax and I'm not used to that I'm used to paying a lump sum at the end of the year and that's what I've always done Whereas this is a, feels a lot more consistent and not as fun. <laughs> and also like you don't have your own money. You pay yourself a, a salary, but everything needs to stay in the company. And I'm not used to that either. Yeah. So 
it was the transfer of my brain twisting over. But yes, I would say every self-employed woman, get yourself a limited company. Because if you do want kids mm. in the future, that massively helps when you're ready to have a baby. That was really helpful. And actually, I never knew that at all. Yeah. So I'm sure so many women who are entrepreneurs listening like, oh, fuck, I better do that. <laughs> yeah, I have a great accountant. If you guys need one, they've won awards. They're wonderful. And he's been a lifesaver. I said to him, like, thank you for being here. <laughs> He literally <laughs> saved my ass. There's so many times I've called him and I'm like, can I spend this today? And he's like, yeah, of course you can. I'm like, okay, where do I put it? Do I put it on my business? Do I put it on my personal? He's so patient with me. And yeah, it's just kind of, it's a whirlwind, this whole tax thing, isn't it? As a self-employer, it's really, I still see myself as self-employed though, for sure. And actually just speaking of kind of, cause you're, you know, your partner's also a freelancer. So you're both kind of, you know, entrepreneurs and mm-hmm. uh, what does that mean for taking mat leave for you guys? Yes. So that's where the £416 comes in for the mat leave for us each week. But for me, and then my PAYE for, I think it was 48 weeks, my PAYE will pay me my salary. And yeah. I, But boys, Get yourself a limited company as well, because the same goes for a guy. If you are a self-employed man, you don't even get the £136 a week. You get nothing. As a father, Mm. you get nothing, which is awful. Like, imagine if something happens to the mother and the man has to work. Yeah. What would they do? Why does the government do that? They have to support fathers. Same goes for COVID with the health and safety, but they are the father. They're the dad. They made that child. They should be there for their child's birth. Never understood it at the beginning of COVID. Really didn't get it. And it broke my heart because some of the stories I heard, oh, like if Barney couldn't be there for me having this child... I would lose my absolute rocket. I'd go crazy. But that's one thing I wanted to talk about. Labour. I'm so excited for labour. What? (laughs) I know. I am so excited for labour to have that journey and experience it because that's what we're here for, to create life, right? And we it's going to be bloody painful, but how cool is this? You're like literally birthing a human being. It's going to hurt. I know that. I kind of want all the drugs. I'm like, give it all to me, honey. <laughs> if I can, I know a lot. My friend, bless her heart, she had a baby and she was eight weeks early. Her waters broke and then, yeah, literally for no reason whatsoever, she was just like watching TV and then she was like, why do I keep weaning myself? And she wasn't weaning herself. Her waters had broke. She, so she drove herself to the hospital. She was like, I'll just figure out what's happened. They were like, you're already four centimetres dilated and your waters have broken. She was like, I've got eight weeks to go. Which was mad she was 32 weeks pregnant yeah I mean it can happen at any time that I mean that's just a rough estimate people put so much emphasis on the due date but actually your baby's gonna come when it's gonna come (laughs) like yeah and then the baby was still eight pounds well massive baby cooked ready to come into the world yeah and she couldn't and because she was so early she couldn't have any drugs she literally just had to have gas in her do you know what? It's it's really nice listening to someone who has a really positive mindset around birth. Like it's really important. And I think you have to get yourself into that headspace. I definitely was in, because I did hypnobirthing. Yeah. I was in such a good headspace, you know, in terms of I, I'm ready for this and, you know, my affirmations yeah. all the time. I 
visualized having a, a, a mm-hmm. water birth in the bath with my affirmations. But actually, sometimes the universe, just speaking about the universe, has a different route for you because I turned my pain into my purpose. And what I'm doing now in my career is actually the pivot that I needed. Mm-hmm. And it actually was through my birth experience that made that pivot. So it's interesting because yeah. I initially was so angry and upset because I've always believed in the universe and visualization and manifestation and things have always happened just like you and Barney you know doing your vision boards things have come true I am a big believer in it when it didn't happen for me I was like what what went wrong like I visualized this what how did I end up with 90 hours later and then an emergency c-section it was you know horrific however Looking back on those experiences, I always say to women, like, mm. you will have taken something from that. You have learned something because actually, like you said, you know, we are women and we are naturally here to produce human beings. And it's really interesting, however you give birth, how that forms some sort of, it manifests itself in your future. Yeah. And also you're learning these things about yourself. So Maybe it was something yes. to do with the fact that, like, for me, I'm not very patient. But maybe my birth isn't going to be a fast one because my need to learn about patience and endurance through pain. <laughs> you know what I mean? That could have been something that you needed to learn to have this baby, to be able to be a mother. And they were like, if you don't get this experience, then you aren't going to be a better mama that you will afterwards like through that birth it will make you a better mother you know what I mean there's so many weird things that happen and that you're asking the universe for and it comes in so many different messages and some that we don't agree on at the time but when you look back you see it and you go ah that's why I had that situation happen yeah never got it before I had a massive message when I was 11 I was hit by a car and I lost complete recognition of who I was. Like I completely changed. My nose was smashed in. I had lost all my teeth. I had endured a lot of pain through it. And I think I needed to learn to not be a snob and like look at the way I was before. I know I was 11. I was so young. But I I did certain things that were selfish and not very nice. And when I got hit by a car, that kind of like smacked me back into reality and going, no, Like it can be taken away from you at any point in time. You should be grateful for it. And I endured bullying afterwards because of the way I looked. I didn't look like the normal person. I hated my face. And I'm so glad it happened because I got, I became a much better person for it. I really did. And looking back, it was horrible. I nearly lost my life. But God, I yeah, like I said, I'm a much better person for for that trauma that I had. I never knew that about you. We've worked together yeah. for quite a bit now, and I never knew that. That's amazing. It just goes to show you what you can turn your pain into kind of purpose or what how it kind of puts you back into realignment, I guess, and makes you think differently, doesn't it? Yeah, massively. And also we found out the gender yesterday. I know I've told you this before that we started the podcast, but we found out the gender and it's actually made me think, how do I want to educate my child 
now I know the gender. Interesting. Like, how do I want to teach my kid about the values of life? Which I've never thought of that before. And so I'm like, ooh, that's a maternal instinct. Didn't have that one before. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, it's been mad. You said that you didn't have a maternal instinct. And I kind of relate to this a lot. I also never, well, I didn't even know I wanted kids and then it happened. So similar, surprise. Um, But now that you found out you're pregnant and you're having these kind of thoughts, would you say that it's creeping in or you're having those thoughts and feelings around kind of being maternal? So, yeah, for sure. It's quite funny. My friend Miranda, she recently just had a baby last week and she does these really cool chats on her Instagram. And one of her first ever chats she did about pregnancy, because she's in fitness, the world of fitness. She said, do I love this baby yet? No, I do not love this baby yet. I've got no attachment to this baby that I'm growing in my stomach. And she went, that's okay to say it because we are still just, we're in pain. We can't eat anything because everything makes us feel sick. We're tired all the time. We feel bloated. You've got backache, your feet hurt. It's like not an enjoyable experience being pregnant. And then something clicks. And I think it's just, I said this to Barney, I was like, finding out the gender, hearing the heartbeat, seeing him or her wave on the scanner. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's making the burning sensation come up and realize, yeah, this is happening. And I was in a space where we just got a puppy. We we one of those idiots that got puppy in lockdown. But actually we were gonna get a puppy. Then we went back into our third lockdown. So it wasn't like it was a lockdown puppy. So we went into lockdown, we got this puppy and I was like, I can't cope with this puppy. This puppy's fucking mad. Like we don't get any work done. It's just crying all the fucking time. We can't put him in a room and just leave this puppy in the room because the puppy's screaming. Puppy never sleeps. Half the time it's like, play with me, play with me, scratch the legs. Everything gets ruined in the house. We have to puppy proof the whole house. And I did not enjoy that journey. So when I found out I was pregnant, I was like, damn, that's going to be a journey completely. But thank God I enjoyed that because now I feel like I've already had a little bit of a taster of like when the baby comes, we're reading books and stuff. Thing is about books, right? You read a book and then you forget, like I naturally forget about the thing I've read. So I've got to read it like three or four times, but I don't want to read it three or four times. And there's so many different books and they all say something bloody different as well. So Barney's yeah. saying one thing because he's reading Being a Dad for Dummies and I'm I'm reading something else and we've got completely different objectives <laughs> to like breeding this child. And I'm like, does it make sense for a woman and a man to both read the same book? I read so many books when we got our dog as well. And I probably took nothing from that book whatsoever. Because nothing worked. The baby, we tried to do crate training with the dog. The dog didn't take to crate training in the slightest. He was an absolute menace for crate training. And all the books I was reading was like, make sure you crate train your dog. Well, we tried for three weeks with sleepless nights and it just failed miserably and it wasn't for us. So I don't know. I don't know. Do you know what? And and this is just because I'm looking back and I, you know, Matt and I were doing exactly the same thing. I mean, he's been around the block 
you know, a couple of times because he's got two <laughs> children. Uh, but I was like, no, I need to read books. I need to know what I'm doing. You know, I need to feel like I'm in control. You might have done this before, but that was that was like 10 years ago. God, no, 17 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Things have changed. <laughs> um, yeah, he's got a boy who's 17. Wow. But actually, I, you know, I really educated myself. And like you said, there's so many different information out there. And, you know, we brought this baby home. We brought Leo home. First thing is you don't co-sleep. But if we didn't do that at the beginning, we would have got zero, like zero sleep. And it's really interesting because I'll never forget it was kind of our second night and obviously we'd had no sleep. And I was like, you cannot do that. Like you can't have the baby like on your chest. And he was like, I'm telling you, if you're telling me that you're going to listen to a bloody book right now, (laughs) I'm just having this like debate at silly o'clock in the morning. And the, the reality was... Leo didn't want to leave our chests like he had just come out of the womb. Yeah. So if we went by the the rule book, you know, inverted commas, like if we went by that, we seriously wouldn't have done the right thing mm-hmm. by us. Like you have to do everything that's right for you guys and you'll figure it out. But I put so much emphasis on book reading and what was right and what's factual versus actually what worked for us. And looking back, literally I would throw all the rule books out the bloody window now. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing. I kind of am like, well, I might read like three or four and take what I want from it. Yeah. But the problem is, okay, it's the same for your birthing plan. I'm in two minds about a birthing plan because obviously it's good to have a birthing plan for your partner. If anything goes wrong, your partner knows what you want to do and what's your decision for all this, the situation that you're in. Then again, I'd feel like I'd give myself a massive stress if it didn't go down exactly the way I wanted the plan to be, which it never does, ever. I think from every podcast I've listened to, Charlotte, with you doing the podcast, I don't think ever anyone's had a birthing plan that's gone to the birthing plan. So I'm kind of a little bit like, do I want a birthing plan? (laughs) All I know is I want all the drugs. That's all I want because I don't want to feel the pain. Like, just please, if I feel pain, like I can't (laughs) cope with that. And I do want to try the whole birthing pool but I definitely want to do it in a hospital. Home births absolutely terrify the life out of me. I think it's a beautiful thing to do. And I think you're very strong if you can do it. Um, but I just want to make sure that everything is okay and all the machines are there if anything happens. But other than that, I don't have a plan. And some people have been like, you need to have a plan. You need to make sure you have a plan. But I'm like, but I feel like I would absolutely lose my shit if it doesn't go to plan. Yeah. And you know what? And that will test your patience. I think you also just, if you're going to have a plan, just have option A, B and C. So have like mm-hmm. the best case scenario, have the worst case scenario and have like a middle ground that you're mm-hmm. happy with because then you've kind of covered all bases. Exactly. And know what you want. Like I know I want the baby to be on my chest if the baby's healthy enough. But all I care really about is the baby being healthy, like the baby Mm. having a good heartbeat through the birthing experience. I want a healthy baby. I want that baby to be safe. So I, I suppose I take the same thing for me in business is I just kind of go with the flow with that. And as long as I work hard, everything else will come to me. And same with that, with the childbirth, as long as I work hard, 
that's why I'm excited about the labour because I'm going to do my best that I can possibly do, you know. I love that. And actually, <laughs> you just um, kind of touched on something there. I guess being an entrepreneur, CEO or founder, there's like this pressure to deliver, isn't there? Oh, massively. Like you can't quite switch off because it's passion, like you're running on adrenaline a lot of the time. Like how will you balance, I guess now and post-birth, you know, as a new mum, how are you balancing? kind of I guess now being happily pregnant Mm -hmm. and running your businesses but making sure you're getting enough rest and you know you're nurturing this baby because it's really important for you but then post-birth being a new mom like how are you going to manage the kind of pressure of delivery Mm -hmm. with pressure of being a new mom and you know making sure that you're doing the best by your baby you know what I have spoken to my agents about this with work Luckily, the podcasting, I can do because I can do that in my own time. And this is what I always wanted to do. This was always the plan. If I started my production side of things, which I absolutely love, to be honest, I I love it more than any long gig, like producing a podcast. So that, that I'm quite flexible with. Gigging wise, I was speaking to the agents and they turned around and they went, look, we have two things. You can go into the social media side of things and help us with social media, help us with bookings for the time being. And I'm so lucky that I have great people around me who believe in me to do other types of work. Because the thing is, is if you are an entrepreneur, you are your own accountant, Mm. you are your own booker, you are your own agent, you are your own creative. We have to create the content. We've got to produce the content. We've got to put the content out. We've got to chase the work. You know, you're all these different titles and with the mom, that's just an extra title that I'm going to be. And yeah. I am lucky that Barney is freelance. But at the time is we fluctuate with work. Sometimes we'll have loads of work coming in and nothing. So we we don't really splurge on things. And I've been really busy through this pregnancy, which I'm so grateful for. But I have had agents turn around and go, when you want to stop, just tell us. Um, and and we'll and then we, you can stop for however many months that you want to stop. So I I haven't really decided when that will be, and then I will probably start back up again once the baby has balance again. And I need to look into obviously night nursing for for getting a night nurse. I don't think we'll have enough money for that, but that's something I would like to look into. You know. Otherwise, it's going to be my mom. Mom, can you come and help, please? When I've got work on, bless her heart, she's not around the corner. She's like three hours away. So that's a bit difficult. Balance-wise, I think that's something I need to get back to you on. I've I've managed to balance my life up until this point and buy two houses and be able to establish myself with various different jobs. So I feel like if I've done that, I possibly could be an okay mum but I just have to get my brain right for that you'll be a great so, mum yeah. you honestly you will be a great mum oh thank you and you know you're an amazing person as well and you know you've got your shit together it's just another stepping stone it's another journey that you're going to embark on it's actually quite a magical journey you know highs and lows but you'll oh, be absolutely fine because you kind of well you've had you've got a dog even and <laughs> you know you've got businesses and you're an entrepreneur and like I said I think they come you know with a lot of similarities um so I I guess like just kind of ending 
like this chat really what advice would you say to anyone in the entrepreneurial space creative in the music space that either wants children and is struggling to make that decision because they are worried about their their career or anyone who's kind of in your position who is established and has found out they're pregnant or they've got a new baby on on how to to navigate that really what would your advice be I feel like don't put pressure on yourself to make it work if you need that break give yourself that break that you need you're a human being we are so adaptable as human beings which is great but yes like I said we are creatures of habit you know so I really do think note notebooks having notebooks writing down your to-do list Barney started this thing where it's um seven things to do off the list even if it's the mundane things like brushing your teeth and making the bed giving yourself accomplishments like that because it praises yourself I think those things when you have a baby will definitely help because like it's an accomplishment to have even got up and brushed your hair when you have that baby Mm -hmm. you know but being an entrepreneur I feel like I'm going to try and my hardest on working to stop that stigma around how I felt being pregnant at the beginning to how I want to end this pregnancy. I want to end this pregnancy so positively where everyone goes, oh my God, if she can do it, I can do it. There's one woman on social media I actually look at and her career has gone from strength to strength since she's fallen pregnant and she's doing these huge Mm -hmm. festivals. And I'm like, I'm messaging her being like, how are you doing this? Like you are a superhuman and she's like, I don't know, but I'm managing it somehow. I think we are surprised by what we can actually achieve. And don't say no. Like a lot of people are like, no, I don't want to do it. Like try everything out. Try it all out because you never know what's going to stick and what works for you. Every baby is going to be different. Every birthing story is different. Every journey is different. But as long as you're open-minded and you have a notepad to write your to-do list that massively helps because we can't all put all the information in our head and remember to do it and how frustrated does everyone get if you come to the end of your day and go oh flip I didn't do that you get so angry with yourself but if you write it down it's there to tick off I've always said write your notes down it literally structures yourself so much better Instead of having like, at this time, I'm going to do this. No, don't put times. Just literally write down today. I'm going to make sure that I make three prep meals for myself so I can feed my baby and be there for my baby during the day and send two meals. You know, just these little attributes. I think that will definitely help everyone. I really live for lists. I love that ending. I live for lists. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> true CEO the, <laughs> um, the thing is is you knock out of it sometimes and then you have to get yourself back into it again like today was the first day I woke up and I went upstairs with my notepad and started doing my affirmations again I've been out of the loop for such a long time before I got pregnant I was meditating every day and doing my affirmations and great things were happening for me but also I feel like the universe takes its time to deliver, if that makes sense. So that like, you'll do something and then we'll expect it to happen tomorrow. But no, it happens like two years later. Yeah. For all the work that you did beforehand. Um, it's like dieting, isn't it? If you if you go, oh, I'm, I'm going to have a really good day eating today. You're not going to see the difference in your body until much further on. I feel that's the same with affirmations. 
Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, affirmation should be something like it should be a daily habit that is like having your cup of coffee or changing your baby's nappy. It should be exactly, you know, you should build it into your routine because over time that is what your belief system and your subconscious mind will take in. Mm -hmm. And then you form, you know, more positive mindset over time by listening to them. I just want to know one thing before we yeah. log off. How do you truly step into boss mode? Oh, I thought you were going to say, how do you put your pain into purpose? <laughs> <laughs> I switched um, it. How do I step into <laughs> boss mode? Right, in your list before bed. Waking up early. I know so many people that don't wake up early. And I feel like if you wake up early, amazing things happen to you during that day like incredible things. I, even the air smells different. If I start my day on a high, pretty much the rest of the day ends pretty, pretty good. That's kind of what puts me into boss mode, but don't stress yourself out about it. Yesterday, I didn't have a great day. Actually, I, I woke up and I, I was feeling really good, came downstairs, started a song, and I was like, I am the most untalented person in the world. This is absolute shit. I can't creatively tap into this. So, I was like, right, I'm going to switch off. I'm not going to stress myself out about it and make myself really bad. Otherwise, by the end of the day, I'm going to feel really shit about myself. I'm going to do something else. So I went into my podcasting, doing some editing there, which I needed to get done. Did that, came out of it. And then I was like, fuck, I've had a great day today, which completely turned around. And then after we get off the phone here, I'm going <laughs> to try again with the music and see if I can tap into the creativeness. And every person I've spoken to, like some of the, the most famous creative musicians in the world and they say the exact same thing some days you get it some days you don't get it but don't beat yourself up about it and then you'll feel a million bucks when you finally put the puzzle together you know and that's how you get yourself into boss mode wake up early don't stress yourself out about it. Move on if it doesn't work. Yeah, no, I love that. You know, it's good to hear. And I think some people need that. I definitely agree with waking up early. I just wish I did it more. I think since having a child, because he wakes up during the night, it's that it's such a, a disruptive sleep that I really struggle. I'm like, okay, well, I need to mm -hmm. bank this sleep. I need to go back to sleep. But that being said, when he was in a really good routine after, you know, using a sleep consultant, I was waking up at 5am doing my kind of power hour and I was having the most productive days. So it does work. It's just about yes. doing it. Yeah. Yeah. It's building that habit. Again, don't beat yourself up about not being able to wake up early. You know, those are things that you can work towards. But if something doesn't work that day and it's frustrating, you don't carry it on. Just like move on from it and come back to it later because otherwise you'll just get so wrapped up in the... I am awful situations. Like the I am for affirmations is one of the strongest things. Like if you go, I'm untalented, I feel shit about myself. It literally impacts your whole day, your whole career, your whole being. So make sure your I am's are freaking positive, <laughs> regardless if you feel shit about it. And yeah, if it doesn't work, move on. <laughs> Just move on and then come back to it later. And a little taster is actually what we're working on, which is affirmations to release, aren't we? To actually yes. help. Well, there'll be different areas from mindset to body image to parenting to relationships and 
confidence like there'll be different areas for you guys to listen to so we'll share that when yes. we're live but thank you for being an amazing guest and being on the other side rather than just put, well you will be producing this one as well <laughs> um, I'm a bit erratic though that's the thing I can't stick to one subject I kind of like tender off but that's kind of like my career anyway like poor Charlotte she'll get like messages from me during the day I had this amazing idea <laughs> she's like what <laughs> said every creative person no it's true you have to stop yourself sometimes from messaging someone yeah. at like really un stupid o'clock yeah silly hours because you're like no actually give them a bit of like there's boundaries there <laughs> the thing is is if you looked at my notes like I have the most bizarre notes on there being like okay make sure that I remind to say this or like voice notes where I'm like oh this is a good melody and I'm singing the melody down onto my phone <laughs> stupid stuff like that but yeah thank you for having me Charlotte um, please tell us where we can find you. Uh, you can find me at Jaylee Music or that's my handle for everything. SoundCloud, MixCloud, Instagram, Spotify, Jaylee Music. Amazing. I can't wait to see you, you know, raving it up, DJing and being pregnant <laughs> and showing us the way. That's for sure. Baby raver on the way. And baby raver. <laughs> So actually this episode is to end season two and this is actually going to be like a little taster for what's to come in series three. So this podcast is having a bit of a makeover and I want to focus it more for mums. For mums who mean business, for ambitious mums who happen to be parents and I really want to focus on, you know, mindset, body image, relationships and how they can upgrade their life and their business to go from surviving to thriving so that is just kind of a little taster to end season two it's been an absolute pleasure but yes we'll be back for season three and we'll have some releases in the meantime anyway so uh yeah get in let's go this is the unfiltered life podcast with charlotte jonesy Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you loved it, please subscribe, download and leave me a review. If you learned something new or just really enjoyed this episode, then why don't you share it with others by screenshotting it and sharing it on your stories and don't forget to tag me so that I can see it. If you're interested in life or business coaching with me or any of my programs, then please head to www.charlottejonesy.com for more information. Hope to speak with you soon. If not, I will see you in next week's episode. Lots of love. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. 
Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.